What up, Geek Nation? This is your boy, Adenshi, and this is a very special episode of Rise of the Geeks. So I got to do an interview a few weeks ago with a good friend of mine named Katie. She did an interview for both Rise of the Geeks and my other podcast, Virgo's Verdict. Before we get in there, this was done a while ago, so the title is going to be called Rise of the Nerds. We're still Rise of the Geeks, Geek Nation all day. So just be wary. It's gonna you're gonna hear Rise of the Nerds a lot, but it's always gonna be the same concept and same um, same message. I'm always gonna be leading out for you guys. All right. So get ready, relax, and tune in. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to season two, episode one of Katie Talks. Today, my esteemed guest is Mr. Gene Ellis. Um, little fun. Gene Ellis Jr., excuse me, I'm sorry. Gene Ellis Jr. Um, met Gene a while back um, when I was a cheerleader once upon a time, and Gene was a fantastic cheer coach. He would stretch us out, work us out, run us around, got us, whipped us into shape. Uh, and he's an all around great guy. So, welcome, Gene. Hey, how's it going today, Katie? And today we're going to talk about Gene's podcasts. He actually hosts two, which is the second one I didn't even know about. Um, first one, he talks about nerd stuff and what it is to be a nerd. And his second podcast, which I just learned about today, is called The Virgo Verdict. The Virgo's Verdict. Virgo's Verdict. And didn't know he was a Virgo. I'm also a Virgo, so I'm interested Ooh. to talk to him. Team Virgo. Interested to talk to him about that a little bit. So, um... I was asking Gene, I was telling him, I wanted to start by asking him what he considers being a nerd. What is it What is it to be considered a nerd? And uh, he started talking a little bit about Star Wars, Star Trek. So uh, tell us, tell us what is a nerd to you? Okay, so I want to specify that because nerds have very, very different cultures and background stuff. I feel there's certain references you should be able to get and understand. But at the same time, you don't have to be a full-on nerd to every little detail. Now, I'm going to be honest, and people are probably going to get upset about me. I like Star Wars, but I'm not rushing to go see it. I can wait for it to go on TV. I'm okay with that. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. I can't get into it. I apologize. If you hate me for this, I apologize. Then again, I'm not going to be sorry about it because that's what I am. I'm into anime, I'm into comics, and I'm also one of the biggest things I'm really nerdy about is the Power Rangers. I grew up watching the Power Rangers. That was my first like superhero show I ever watched, and it was everything. You familiar with the Power Rangers? Uh, I was honestly a little young. I think I missed the window for Power Rangers. My brother was into Power Rangers. OD. <laughs> like... So your brother would actually love me because I went to my first con in 2014 and this is when i was going to school in college this was actually right before i met you guys i was going to school out there for art and um i saw on there like yeah megacon classmates are talking about it i looked it up and i was like oh snap stan lee's gonna be there that's cool you know they had some great guests manu bennett who plays deathstroke in um arrow series john heater who was napoleon dynamite different guests and then i looked i was like oh Jason David Frank. And if you don't know who Jason David Frank is, do not call yourself a Power Ranger fan at this point. <laughs> I will cut you off right then and there. Like, you want to sit there, catch attitude with this comment? You can catch these hands. Real talk. <laughs> but um, Jason David Frank is literally the GOAT of the Power Ranger series. He not only did he play five different Rangers, but he was the original Green Ranger and played six and played five others from the second season of Mighty Morphin, as well as coming back for the Zeo season. He was briefly the Red Turbo Ranger for the um, for that one, and it switched off. And then he came back in 2003 when the season was dying off, when it got signed over from Saban all the way to Disney and returned as a Black Ranger to get ratings up. Now they even gave him a sixth character in the Boom comics called the Dra uh, Lord Draken, which is a hybrid of the White and Green Ranger together. The comics is amazing. Make sure you read that. But that's just how I feel as a nerd. Like, I'm a nerd to that. If you want to talk Power Rangers or even get into Sentai, which originated from the Japanese series, we can go in it. That's my nerd base right there. So from my perspective of being a nerd, it's pretty much what, you're, what you know and what you're really adamant about. You can be nerdy on certain things, but it doesn't have to mean you have to like and know every little thing. Respect the culture, understand it, know about it, but you ain't got to be all about it too. 
But if you're going to sit here, come talk about Power Rangers and get it right on. Woo! Woo, Katie knows my flexibility. You get kicked right across the face. I don't care how high you are. Thought I sat there and did martial arts because I want. I was trying to train to be a Power Ranger. That was my dream. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, Black Ranger. I didn't see, see, I never saw racism with that. You know that? They were like, oh, the Black Ranger, Black. I saw that as a great thing. I'm like, yo. We got a black black ranger. Yeah. Like, keep it real. I don't yeah. see racist. He got an axe and a gun. He got the upscale of that one. He got two weapons in one. Who's mad? I'm not. <laughs> I'll cut you and shoot you at the same time. Come at me, Zed. What's good, Rita? What? <laughs> so what do you... So I, I personally, I'm like an outsider to this stuff because I don't really have any like nerd interests. And I've watched like hours and hours of anime just because I have so many friends who are into anime that I've been around it so I've seen tons of animes and like my friends are all about like uh, Attack on Titan and okay. like Cowboy Bebop is a big one that okay, they're into that's, bad, that's a good one and that's like one. the animes that I've seen they're good but like I don't know something like with me I'm not like I don't watch it and like get like that level of like obsession and i wonder like what it is like what is it about anime that makes anime so attractive to some people okay so with anime it's pretty much it is a cartoon a lot of people like oh it's a cartoon it's not just a cartoon it's anime style of a cartoon but it's real like when you grew up watching anime the ones that we got that came to america series was cowboy bebop we got dragon ball z everyone's familiar with that pokemon they had uh, Digimon that came out right afterwards that Fox took a part of it as well. Um, Inuyasha, Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, these are some of the shows that came out and we were all there, but we realized Japan had so much more to offer. If you ever go on those sites and just look at, like, on Crunchyroll or Funimation, there are so many different animes. Like, are you familiar with Sailor Moon? Yes. Everyone grew up on Sailor Moon. Yeah. Guy, girl, you sat there, yeah. had to. Hella creepy, but at the same time, it was hella popular. A lot of people, oh, she's so sexy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do realize she's like 15, right? Yeah. Like, at our age, it's great. And then when you get older and like people who are older than us, I'm like. Yeah. Um, she yeah. is mad young. She's mad young, bro. But I'm going <laughs> to leave that alone. Actually, fun fact. In the Japan series, player, it was planet Uranus and Neptune. They were actually considered a gay couple in Japan. They didn't want to do that in the U.S. because we weren't ready for that. We still ain't ready. We got more of it and people still aren't ready for it. I'm like, yo, accept it. It's here where it is. Like, come on. I got to accept there's racism. Let me accept. Like, why can't it so hard for you to accept there and like there's same sex marriages and couples? That's all it is. I ain't mad at it. Do you. That's all it is. But, you know, I appreciate it, too, because when gay guys do check me out and stuff like that, I'm like, I, I feel better about myself. Yeah. I ain't going to mad about it. I ain't going to date you. If you buy me a drink, thank you. <laughs> but next. <laughs> But um, it literally just brought us together, and I say that Dragon Ball Z was is something special because me and my cousins, we all grew up on that. We watched it separately, but as younger, we wasn't able to communicate and talk about it. We're all in like our twenties and thirties when Super came out. We would literally have a group chat and just talk and talk and talk about it. We actually talked to him. I made a comment the other day, and I told him like, guys, I'm doing a nerd podcast. I want us to do a special episode just to, um strictly to Dragon Ball Super. We're just going to sit there, introduce you guys, and do that. So it actually touches us for a lot of reasons because we grew up on it. It's a different perspective. And you actually learn a lot of shit from anime than you would from watching Gumball or that Teen Titan Go crap. I can just sit there. You can agree with me on that. Some of these cartoons now, you just look, I'm like, yeah, this is making us stupid, not Common Core. That. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. So Jean's podcast is called Rise of the Nerds. And tell me a little bit about what the, where that title comes from. So it was me and my uh, co-host Webs. Actually, I use, my, I use my name on there. For people who aren't subscribed, my name is called Adenshi90. It's Japanese. And 90 was the year I was born. And my co-host name is Webs. If you guys actually want to know what Adenshi stands for, if you look up the Japanese translation, it's Jean. There you go. <laughs> there okay. you go. So I decided, me and him were talking one day, and we were like, we just saw people bashing on the Captain Marvel movie. Like, it was horrible, this, that, the third. We watched it. I'm like, this was actually dope. It was pretty good. Like, it's not up there, because when you see Infinity Wars, you're like, there's nothing that could top that. So it's kind of hard to follow up if you're relating to that. But, like, as a standalone movie, I think Brie Larson did a good job, and then mm -hmm. we just got sick of hearing it. So we just want to sit there and, like, kind of, you know, rise up against it. 
But I sat there and told him, like, I wanted this not just to be more of it, just us rising up against certain bad topics. I want us to also help people rise together because with the whole nerd thing, like I said before, a lot of people will try to get at you for saying, oh, you don't know this, you don't know that. Instead of just bashing them, why aren't we educating them? Like, let them know. Like, if they're interested in it, don't shut them down. Like, bring them in. Like, if someone wants to talk about Power Rangers with me and don't know, yo, I'm bringing them in. Like, I'll school them, talk about Japan. We'll talk about the American series, the difference, the actors and everything. We'll get into it because we shouldn't actually bash each other for it. We need to band together and rise up to the occasion. Hence, rise of the nerds. So there's a there is a unity to to being a nerd. There is like a that type of mentality where we're all gonna like be in this together. It's a it's like a fandom. If I'm, it's really more of honestly to be a nerd or just even a geek at the same time. It was such a closet thing. It's a closet thing. Like if you sat there at that my age, well, like you still watch Power Rangers. We're watching South Park. We're doing this. We're watching Simpsons. I couldn't get into South Park. I couldn't get into Simpsons like that. I liked it, but I preferred watching that before I watched the other show. But at the same time, now it's such a whole thing now. It's acceptable with social media, people going to cons. Like, I was going to cons before it was a popular thing. That was my thing. I never got to dress up because I wasn't confident enough because of my size. But I was like, nah, now it's like, I dress up. I go crazy. Craziest con thing I, I did was 2016 PAX East. I did uh, Deadpool. I, I decked him out. I had a black hat on, put a little mask over it, had all my gear with it. And then I was the Deadpool that pop splits. Mm. I was known as the Deadpool that pop splits no matter where I went. It's a fun experience. And also, if you into that freaky stuff, you learn a lot more <laughs> stuff, too. I got invited to a club later on that night for one of the cons. And it was a lingerie party. And I got second place in the dance contest. I got beat out by a, a joker who can pop and lock. Okay. I, I was like, I, I respect it, but I ripped my pants, bro. <laughs> Like, I sat here, busted out, ripped my pants, went on my head, spin, and twerked on my head. <laughs> I do, I should, I should also mention that Gene can do full splits. Gene is, Gene is a gymnast, uh, better than I ever was. We're not going to say gymnast because um, I tried tumbling and fun fact about that, my cheer experience when I used to cheer, my first time doing a handstand against the wall, I went through a wall. Okay. Yeah, we we don't we don't I can teach you how to tumble, but I'm not allowed to tumble. Ever. Okay. So he can instruct it, but he can't do it. That's that's the, the, tumble, the thing. I got you on them splits, I got you on that flexibility, I got you on all that the dance. We got it. Make that. So that's that's what to me that's a big thing that makes Gene unique. Uh, aside from being a nerd, is that he can do a lot of things that a lot of guys really can't or would be afraid to do also just on a side note when i was doing this i was actually closely near to 400 pounds i weighed that much and was still killing it i did pole dancing teaching zuma classes helping them out cheering lifting like i didn't let my size stop me at all and you said you lost 180 pounds in one year oh my god this is actually what made me want to start rise of the nerds and part and the virgo verdict Honestly, when I did uh, 20, when you met me, I was a heavy set guy. I kept the confidence up, but it was always like, I felt empty and inside. I had a procedure that was supposed to get done in 2015 that I was told that if I got this done, there was a chance I wasn't going to wake up from it. What, what, what type of procedure was it? Well, I had a huge cyst on the side of my face and then they noticed something with my, um, I forgot exactly what it was, but they said if they were to operate on my face. I was so swelled up in there because it was, I forgot, it's a really long story short. They literally told me that if they couldn't get a tube up in there for me to breathe, so it was really risky. I did a sleep study test. They told me that within the time I was uh, sleeping in eight hours, I stopped breathing 414 times. So when you do the math on that, for every minute and a half, I was gasping in the air within an eight-hour period. It just got really bad. And then I looked at myself in the mirror. I could do all this amazing stuff, but just looking at myself, I'm like, I see myself one way, but this is what I really look like. I don't feel respected. I don't feel loved. Like I had no self-respect or love, even came to relationships or anything else. So I decided to make a point my doctor, listen, I can lose the weight. I can't do it. I've been working out, doing this, eating right. It's not working. I decided to get the gastric sleeve surgery in 20, 2017. So after 2015, that year thing, I just literally kept going and going and like just trying to make changes for myself for the better 2017 i got the procedure done within my first month i lost 60 pounds i was like and i didn't even i didn't realize it because i had that mentality like i still fat i still look fat and i still feel fat 
So once I got the clear to work out, you know, I'm working out, I feel better, I'm eating better, and I'm noticing things about me. I'm like, this is great. I had a really dark path within that because it was all about a mental change besides the physical. But it kept getting me on there and it made me realize, like, I need to start making changes for myself and start doing things that I always wanted to do. And I've always wanted to do a podcast. I had to do it with another friend, but she's so controlling that I was like, yeah, I'm not doing it with you. You're crazy. No. So who's who's your co-host now for Rise of the Nerds? My co-host is my my ranger brother, Webbs. We met through my mentor who got me into teaching Zumba. And she, uh, me and him, like, we just started nerding out. He's like, you like rangers? I'm like, yeah. He's like, let me tell you something. He was telling me little. But I'm like, these are theories, bro. Let me tell you the facts. He <laughs> was so shocked that we literally just bonded on that since day one. He talked about, and like I said, we talked about the Car Captain Marvel movie. And we just like, yo, we're not doing that. So I got up there. I'm a Virgo. So we like to be very organized with stuff. Even if we don't write it down, we have it set in our heads. Mm -hmm, we get it mm -hmm. done, write it down, have a plot for it. There we go. Even if we have to wing it, we still kill it. We sat there. We did a test episode. We didn't air this one. We just did a test episode and I put it on YouTube. We first time we filmed it, the first 10 minutes, I was like, I cut it. I was like, we're fake. I was more like, hi guys and welcome to Rise of the Nerds. This is Gene. And I'm like, and we kept going and we couldn't be heard. And I just like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm like, come on, let's be us. Let's keep it a buck, bro. Mm -hmm. All right, so three, two, one. What up, everybody? This is what this is a Denshi ninety. My man Webb's over here, and this is the first episode of Rise of the Nerds. Went to a whole explanation, made jokes, had fun, and we told people we keep it raw, we keep it real, and you might not like it. That's okay. That's your opinion. We have our own opinions too, and that was just great. And part of the whole Rise of the Nerds, I was liking that. I wanted to talk more about just like nerd and geek related stuff. I had topics I talked about and. Me and you had had a conversation before, uh, which called a while back, and I felt like I opened up more to you and you opened up to me at time. I was like, you know what? I like doing these one-on-one with people. Mm -hmm. I like having, bringing on and getting different perspectives. So I decided, I was like, I want to do this from a Virgo's perspective, but also give the verdict, final decision on it, like how I feel on it. Hence, the Virgo's verdict came along. Now, the Virgo's verdict, that's a whole different podcast where it's just going to be straight raw, straight real. And just talk about different topics, some fun, some dark, some things that we, we need to address. The first episode I did with my friend Sam, we did an episode about relationships. And it got so long, I was like, yo, we got to do a part two. So we sat there, we filmed part two. I actually, the second part is going to be the funnier episode because he triggered me. And I just went off, started screaming. I'm like, I cannot believe this. Damn. Yeah. I can't even, I, I'm going to tune into that episode because I can't even picture Gene getting tight like that. That's just, and I told him too, like, that's level one of me getting upset. Damn. I have levels to this. The last level is when I'm completely calm and I'm smiling and I'm soft-spoken and I'm just like ripping you to shreds. <laughs> That's horrible. I will scream on other levels, but that level is like, yo, don't, don't test me. Cause now I feel I'm so calm. I'm so relaxed and I have it planned. And if you switch it up, I can sit there and adapt to it. All right. That's, I'm going to take that as a warning. <laughs> now you go home. You go. We Virgos. Uh, Stick we're, together. Exactly. And I feel like, I feel like a big thing with Virgos is that vulnerability, the like emotional, like you can open up to me and I'll open up to you. And like, there's a transparency and a lot of people aren't real like that. <laughs> like, I feel like of all the, all the Zodiac signs, I think Virgos are the most real. And I think we, we keep it the most honest and compassionate. Well, think about it like this. Each sign has their own symbol, like Cancer's a crab, Libra's are the scales, Scorpio's are scorpions, which... God damn, like having Scorpio parents are horrible. Damn. I love them, but damn, like it's it's horrible. <laughs> but we're the angels. And think about it like this. Like every time someone prays that they believe in religion, like they pray, they want that prayer answered. Who does God send down to answer that prayer for them? An angel. Hence the Virgo, us being an angel. And everybody comes and can talk to us. They can always come to talk to us. They feel more open about uh, anything we say. They will listen sometimes. But when it comes back, they'll be like, yeah, you were right. The one negative thing I will say we do have, we have a bad habit of telling people I told you so mm -hmm. without saying I told you so. Mm -hmm. I learned that. I'm like, I got to learn how to not do that. But the Virgo's verdict is something that, like I said, it's literally my final verdict on it. You could take it. You could leave it. You could, and you know, it's up to you. I love talking to people. I love helping people, whether it's on a physical thing at my gym or just me actually just having a conversation, just like giving you the advice that you do need. 
that's the whole premise of the Virgo's Virgo. We talked about relationship, different things we experience, my final verdict on it. We're going to talk about the next episode I want to do is a cheer-related episode. I want to get, okay. to, like, get a couple of my cheerleader friends. I'm like, just have a nice group. I'm like, yo, let's talk about some experience we had together. Like, is this the right thing to do? Are they clicky? Is there such thing as a cheer whore? You know who you are, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Caitlin, Jean's, Jean's coming for you. <laughs> Caitlin is a name that we made up. Oh. For the girl's actual name, instead of using code, the girl's actual name. Code name. Funny story about Caitlyn, though. When we would talk about her, Caitlyn would get into the conversation. like, Caitlyn, yeah, such a slut. This, that, the third. And we just looking at her like, yeah, yeah, Jenna. You ain't like, Caitlyn's a bitch. Don't you agree? It's like, yeah, doesn't she, she, doesn't she love this button in when she's not wanted? All the time she does that. I'm like dying internally when we did that. So you could like, talk shit about this girl and she'll never know she'll never know she'll never ever know so what is speaking of that what is your what was your original inspiration for going into cheering and like what how did you you know it's not it's not super uncommon for a guy to be a cheerleader but it's definitely not common it's not looked at so, manly. so let me nah. give you a brief history about cheerleading Cheerleading actually started out as a male sport. I think in, uh, I forgot what the state it was, but it literally started out with one guy actually getting his b bunch of guys together and we're cheering for the football teams out there and it became such a big thing that every other football team had their own male cheerleaders. It was just to get the crowd going, like get them up, get them going, became a sport. Now, World War II, around the World War time, from one and two, men were getting drafted into the war. So it was kind of hard for them to actually do that and actually be a part of that. So around that time, women who were going to college wanted to do different sports. Lacrosse was taken, softball, whatnot. So cheer was another option. So it integrated from being an all-male sport to being a majority of female sport. So as once, excuse me, as women took over, became more of a, known as a women's sport, more feminine, they could wear less clothes, all that. And that's why it's always looked at as, oh, that's not a guy's sport. I'll be real with you, cheering, I've gotten some crazy injuries I, I I took kickboxing and I never got as many injuries as I got from cheerleading. I'd rather get punched in the face than half the stuff I'd done. And a lot of times, I'll be real with you, from a guy's perspective, it gets crazy sexual when you least expect it for no reason. No reason. I literally once taught, I can tell you a real fun story when I first started. I accidentally fingered my captain. <laughs> I accidentally fingered her by accident. I didn't mean to, but it happened. Okay. I was learning how to do a chair. And what a chair is, you pretty much lift the girl up. Your left hand is on her ankle or her right or your right hand. And then she's sitting on your hand, but it's keeping flat. Mm -hmm. Like as she was mm -hmm. sitting on a chair. My fingers were uncomfortable. And I was like, this is weird. So I was trying to adjust. I was like, where's my index? This is purely innocent. Purely innocent. I'm adjusting my index. I'm like, what the hell is... Why? Like... I look in the mirror, and you remember the, the room when we were cheering. I look, and I was like, oh, my God. Her face was red and didn't say a word. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I tossed her, grabbed her, put it down. I am so sorry. I did not mean that. My boy John John's like, ooh, I'm telling. I'm telling. She got a man. That was just the first part. I've had literally more vagina in my mouth than I, I was supposed to. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, I've had girls literally just sit on my face. In a completely non-sexual way. In a completely non-sexual way. I remember there was one girl who decided not to wash. Whoa. I made a joke about that. <laughs> Partly stretching with her. It was so bad where I lifted her leg up. I smelt something fishy, literally. I put it down. I lifted the other one up. I was like, no. Stupid me takes a whiff. I regretted that decision. You're stretched out. Put it down. Walked out. I came up to my captain. I'm like, don't you ever let me stretch that girl again. She was like, why? Stretching with her was like eating that red lobster with some moldy ass cheddar biscuits. Oh my God. That was horrendous. That was horrendous. But I decided to do cheerleading in high school because I couldn't do it because of responsibility being senior class vice president, president of the yearbook committee, the high school photographer, as well as the video editor for the basketball team, football team. On top of that, playing tennis, working for the um, school production for Ren at the time as well, and also having to get everything done for, that for the school as well. I didn't have a senior year. I couldn't do cheerleading like I wanted to. And it, then again, it was, looked upon, it was looked frowned upon. So when I got to college, I was like, let's try it out. 
I was naturally good at it. It was just something natural. We had, I had rhythm so I could dance, so I could just do the movements. And my martial arts skills actually came in handy because it's just always straight formation. Like everything's a straight fist, bam, boom, and smile. That's, that's a big part of it. The, the smile thing and like the cheerfulness because it's, it's literally called cheerleading. And I feel like the like rah-rah, like rally, getting people hyped up. That is, I, I think of that as like the original reason why cheerleading became a thing, became a sport. It was because like when we're playing a sport and like encouraging the team became a sport in itself and just like bringing that like spirit and that energy to it. And I feel like that's a big part of being a cheerleader is like you have to have that dedication and have that like spirit really like spirit fingers it's not a joke like that is like a real thing we don't play with that we don't well, this, we i didn't do spirit fingers and we also there's a rule of it men don't hold pom-poms we i never did the pom-pom thing but i wasn't your normal cheerleader they'd be like let's go team come on i'm sitting there legs all out hunch and whatnot hey yo where that defense at get that defense let's and they look at him like <laughs> you expect me to act all girly about it uh-uh we ain't doing that not today, but I liked more of the competition aspect because that just like that was thrilling. I loved it. It was fun. I just it just gave me so much motivation. I was like, yo, I want to do this so bad. Like my first like actual feel of competition when we went to our camp in Boston, I saw these guys doing flips, girls doing this, lifting people up by themselves. The team at the time for the octane was scared. I'm front row like. I want to do this. I want to do it. That was like my biggest motivation inspired me. Like, I don't want to keep doing this basic shit. I want to keep going forward. I want to excel. I want to get better. And I started getting better. I learned one man, started, my jumps got better. My flexibility was better. My nickname on the team given to me was called Stretch. Hence the partner stretch in which I'm going to apologize for you for when I partner stretched you. It, I, I, I knew it was very painful. It but was. It was something that it was, it came from the, like the, did I drag you or someone else? I don't remember ever being dragged, but I remember being stretched beyond like a my limit. <laughs> yeah, it got really, and this is like the sexual part too, because we had people would walk in as I'm stretching the girls out and they're like, ooh, I want to do that yeah. next with her. I'm like, oh, now nah, I'll do that to you. Yeah. And they're like, and I was very protective, especially with my team. I always took that heart. Like, if you're my team, I never believed in dropping my girls. And I never believed in like, even if we went out outside of words, like I took that to heart. Like we go out to a club or something like that. If something goes on, I'm alert. I find you, get you out, find an exit. So make sure nothing happens. I'm very like team oriented. Even when we go out to different places, I hate being a dad sometimes, but I'd rather take that role knowing somebody was safe than just be like, fuck them. And then something bad happens and then just makes us look bad. So I always took that to heart with my team. Like no matter what happened, like I got you guys Just say less. Of course, there's some people that I just wish, you know, I would just left in Daytona in the ocean. <laughs> Wondering if the sharks would have ate her. They probably like, nah, we ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you you guys went to, to competition in Daytona. Yep. And you guys, we did uh, 2012. We got a bid. This is when I actually fractured my foot, but we still made it. Holy shit. And I was actually known as the accident prone one because I would do things and I get hurt bad. So when we went our first bid to Daytona, I was looked at as, yo, don't you do anything. Don't do anything. We got out there. It was in Daytona, Florida. I had a beautiful view of my hotel room. And then we were nervous. I felt so calm the day of because my stunt group couldn't get our stunts up for some reason. But I figured something out the day before and then it actually worked out. But we were steering in the sand, which is not the smartest thing to do. Especially when you're throwing people air feet and then you get sand in your eyes. Ugh. So we did that. We competed. We lost somebody the day of, and we had to redo the whole routine. I'll be honest, the routine looked like crap, but I know there's no I in team, but there's the letter M and the letter E, and me thought I did amazing because my stunt was the <laughs> only one that went up. My freaking flexibility was there. We had a stunt where I was supposed to do one mirror at the end. We couldn't figure that out, so I knew I was going to kill in the dance, so I'm like breaking it, killing it. I hear the people looking at me, and they're like, yo, he's killing it. I walk up, look to the left, look to the right, look to the crowd, pose. I drop into the biggest split I've ever done in my life. And I just sat there and I was so dramatic and left down and posed on. I didn't even look up. I was like, drama, dramatics. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally did that. The crowd went crazy. I got invited to hang out with Ohio State. Hawaii Pacific wanted to hang out with me and chill with me. 
I wanted to, um, what you call it? There was a judge two years later that recognized me. And they're like, you're SUNY Orange. My initial reaction, I apologize for the embarrassment my team had brought to your com- your competition. We do apologize. Like, no, your team sucked, but you were freaking awesome. We loved you. We talked about you that whole night. We went out to the club the next night because we got disqualified. Yo, people recognized me, loved me, danced with me, and they would somewhat buy me drinks, but it was free drinks from 8 to 12. So <laughs> I let them rock. But it was an amazing experience. My the second year, it it was good, but we had an issue with my schedule, so they didn't let me p- compete. But we ended up having a like somewhat, we competed twice, but we didn't make it. But it just, it kind of like opened me up like, all right, this is good, but I want to actually, you know, help out more. And that was my last time I cheered until I went to another team in Orlando when I was living there. I did one performance with them. I quit right after that. They were horrible. They forgot the routine the day of. And I'm like doing a routine. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Bam, bam. I'm the only one moving and you got me in the back row? What? (laughs) So I was like, you know what? The hell with it. I just dropped into a split. The crowd went crazy. They were like, yeah. And they're like, they loved us. They loved us. And they turned around and looked at me. And they're like, Gene, you have a split? I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody loves the split. It makes the crowd go crazy with the split. So, so... When you say you lost a girl on the day of the competition in Daytona, what happened there? <laughs> so we're warming up tumbles and one of the girls decided to do a, was doing her tumble and she messed her whole arm up. It didn't look like it, but they MacGyvered a cast for her until she went to the hospital. And we, that was it. And now she was like, she was one of our main bases. Like we had to figure it out. So I was, and I knew that I could pick up the slack because I'm strong enough. Like I was the strongest guy on the team. So you can give me any flyer. I can literally just compensate for that. I literally had to, one of the stunts we did was a basket and then up to a switch up. You'll look it up. I'm not going to explain it to you. (laughs) A switch up, back down, uh, full, everything. And I realized that I was actually one man in the stunt because my bases weren't actually catching a girl. It was just me. I caught her and I was like, Y'all guys can make it look like you're doing it something oh as I'm smiling God. on the mats. Wow. So you really carried you really carried that whole that whole team through I, that whole It was bad. We had a falling out where our captain was upset because she found out we were cheering for another team that wasn't even in our league for the competition. It was a rec team. But I went to that team because it actually advanced me a little more and strengthened me so much more than I needed to. Because if I stayed with Ak, I wouldn't been where i was we got into a huge argument debate we literally like words were said bad i remember her i told her like you're extremely petty like i don't care it's either us or them like don't make me too because i already know that answer (laughs) you need me more than i need you it went back and forth and she said something slick to me and i just like lost it and i was like you know what's sad you can hold a grudge longer than you can hold a man and she just got done through a bad relationship. Oh, man. Yo, and that was one of my calm moments. I'm like, and she was like, how would you say it? I'm like, how could you disrespect me like that? I sacrificed, I sacrificed three dates for this team. And at that time, it was being made fun of her being a virgin on the team. I was like, I'm still in the early morning club. I had opportunities. And I chose the team over you people. This was my decision. I'm dedicated. And you going to question me? Me? I just can't. <laughs> this was, and this is during a freaking Valentine's Day bake sale. As I have R&B love song music playing. It was, I remember the song. I think it was a Joe song. Let's make a love scene. Steamy and blue. Yeah, that was a scene, but it was steamy, but there was no love towards that. <laughs> no love. It was steamy. <laughs> it was steamy, but no love. <laughs> Damn! Wow, I've n- I never heard. I had heard of the drama uh, prior to like my season when I cheered, but I had never heard that story. So, Katie, I can tell you that there are stories for like days. Like, yeah, I'm if sure. You, we could literally like do a whole segment if you want, just on <laughs> just the, the chronicles of the cheerleaders <laughs> from day people were on there, off there. Like, I have stories for days. We have a face on Facebook. It's called Cheer Lessons. We got tagged in. We did three lessons. It was just different things that were said. People we added. Things did. Like one of them, Gene putting a hole in the wall. Gene, Gene actually uh, violating Stephanie on the jukebox. 
this is an outside. It's it's it, it doesn't sound as bad. There was a lot of alcohol in that involved with it. There was clothes on. Okay. I was like, it, it it just it just for days. But yeah. Damn. So tell me tell me a little bit about what's to come for uh, the Virgos verdict slash uh, rise of the nerds. Like, what are some what are some things that we can expect? So rise of the nerds, I already told you we're going to be doing topics from you know different comic characters, Ranger stuff, and then one of the topics we're going to do is about nerd dating. Like, what's the difference between nerd dating, geek dating, then regular dating? If they're similar, are these, if there's difference. Um, we're also going to talk about the do's and don'ts of cosplays, which I have an interview set up for next week with someone who actually makes amazing cosplay costumes. The oh, who is that? Her name is Jesslyn. Jesslyn. She, I went to school with her. I think you might, you might have went, you went to Middletown, right? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I went to school with her and like I follow her online. Like she just makes these from scratch cosplay costumes that are amazing. But we're going to like, I want to, we're going to get in details and get her perspective on that too. The Virgo's verdict, we that's just gonna be a real touchy subject. A lot of times we'll talk about relationships. Like we did the first two episodes, uh, first episode was a two-parter. And we want to continue with that. The guy I did it with Sam. And when he we did touch on topic is social media and like apps, Tinder, Bumble, all that. I have done Tinder before. Every Tinder date I've been on was sucked. And I hate the fact when people ghost, like the ghosting mm -hmm. thing, like if you're not feeling me, let me know. Mm -hmm. If you ain't about it, let me know. I rather talk to me as an adult. We're not children. I actually thought I had one Tinder date. I actually, she was lived in a city. So I traveled all the way to the city. She made a reservation at a place. I don't know where it was. I was like, all right, I'll go there. I waited like an hour for her. She got off work. We talked. We had a great time. She ordered eggplant. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you don't eat meat? She was like, no, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, no big deal. I had explained to her my surgery situation. I'm limited, so I don't want to seem like I'm being cheap if I don't order anything. I just really can't eat some of the stuff that's here. I'll just, I'll be good with water. She asked me to drive her to her apartment. I'm like, oh, where do you live? We're in Manhattan. She wanted me to drive her to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have a car. It's fine. And my best friend lives out here anyway. So I can go see her afterwards. I go to her car. I park the car and I turn it, I, like I keep it on. And she was like, oh. You can park right here. It's like further up. I'm like, park. I'm like, I'll, I'll drop you right here. Like, we had a great conversation. No, let's do it another time. You want to come inside? I'm like, oh, I'm kind of new to this. So I don't do this at all. <laughs> so I come inside. I go to her apartment and I'm thinking we're in a living room. Anytime you're in a living room and you have roommates, that is the safe zone. Uh-huh. It is the safe zone. It is. You don't do anything crazy because they all sit there, watch movies, TVs, eat, whatever. Yeah. Especially when the kitchen's say. like right there. Yeah. We don't do that. that. That's a safe zone. So I'm getting ready to go to the living room. She's like, oh, no, come with me to my room. Go. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, Gene, you're a gentleman. Mm -mm. We go to room. You know, I'm noticing different things just so I can just like change the subject if it gets crazy. She talked to my Zuma. So what do you teach? Oh, you know, it's a mixture of salsa, merengue, bachata, which is a very sensual dance. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, look, you have a piano. Because I started touching my leg. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know a song? I'm like, yeah, I know a song. I know one song, In Love Again by Kobe Kabat. It was from the, I forgot what movie it was from, but. I don't want to fall in love again, but this time, but this time with no regrets. I'm singing and playing it because I'm just having fun with it, not thinking about it. I turn, she gives me a look. I'm like, all right, that's all I know. I know the song from beginning to the end. But I was like, that's it. She comes out with a book and she actually went to school for music and does like some classical stuff. I'm like, oh, that's dope. Making me look like shit. Thank you. And then she wanted me to show some bachata moves. I'm like, you know, just doing that. And it got a little sensual. She kind of grabbed me and she kissed me. I was like, oh, this is happening. Because of the heat of the moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm really doing this. I'm doing this. I was upset with it. I can't believe I'm doing this. Oh my God, I just raw dog this. What is wrong with me? Who are you? I was so mortified with myself, but I kept going. I'm like, why am I not stopping? Like my inner guy came out. He was like, fuck this gentleman shit. I've been waiting. It's been too damn long. I felt like crap. And then I realized something. I didn't enjoy it because there was no connection. And then stupid me, she asked if I wanted to come back. You know, we can talk. I'm like, cool. Then again, I live in Middletown <laughs> and I'm driving all the way to Brooklyn for her. I go to there. I forget where this is what makes it worse. 
we park. I park. I don't know where I parked, but it was like distance from where she lived. Got to her apartment. We talked. You know, we had a thing. And stupid me, she's like, oh, this and that. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not doing this with no protection again. I brought it. We had like a whole box full of condoms. I'm like, oh my God. I did not enjoy it because it went on for two hours. Two hours. I'm not trying to brag. All I'm saying is <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. I'm looking at a fake watch on my hand. I ended up treating it like a workout and it sounds so horrible. But at the same time, it was like a realization because I've never done this before. And it made me realize I hate doing one night stands or I hate Tinder hookups. I don't like that. That's why I'm not really so big on the whole Tinder dates. It got so bad. And then because of my medical issues, my body gave out. She was like, oh, I guess I'm that good. I literally told her, I'm like, nah, bitch, this is a medical situation. <laughs> nah, chill. Like, don't, no, don't get it twisted. And then she came afterwards. I was like, she's, I was like, she's, I said something about being a vegetarian. She's like, oh, no, I like me a good sausage. And I'm like, what? Pause. She, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not a pause moment. I was, like, I was like, what? And then she went straight down. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the hell? Like, I didn't ask for it. Then again, I was like, it's kind of trash, though, but... Damn. Like, this was, like, how I was feeling. And then afterwards, like, I woke up the next morning. I did my walk of shame. Do you want to know where my car was parked at? Was it, like, three miles away? It wasn't that far, but it was where exactly it was parked at. It was parked in front of a church. Oh, God. I was blocking the main entrance for people to get dropped off at. Oh, no. I ended up feeling so bad. I went to see my best friend when she was getting ready for church who lived out there. She's like, what are you, slut? I was like, oh. don't you? Oh, like I took a hoe bath in her bathroom <laughs> and came back and was like, oh, no. But after that, I kind of was honest with her. I saw her that next Saturday. We just talked and hung out. But then like it got to the point, like I need to be real with her and I need to like let her know what it's about. Mm -hmm. So right before I text her, she texts me, look, I think we don't we're seeing we need to not see stop seeing each other. We have two different things. I'm doing my career, you're doing yours, this, that. I'm like, yo, I was about to text you the same thing, but best of luck to you. And that was it. I'm not mad at her. I ain't gonna call her no bitch. I ain't gonna call that. I don't even remember her name at this point. Damn. And it's so horrible because I turned into somebody I never wanted to turn into. But I had to do that because it let me know, like, this is not the person you are. This isn't who you want to be. That's why, like, when I do the Tinder dates, I want to let people know who I am. And that's why I kind of don't like the whole Tinder hookup or the dating app. Because it's just all games. And when it gets to the point, there's no actual connection or relationship towards it. Well, that was that's good, though, because that was a learning experience for you. You know, even even if you're in a situation where you end up feeling like shit like that, that's just an opportunity to learn. And you learn that that's not you and you learn more about who you are and who you're not. Exactly. So and it, that's a good thing, Gene. If you're not into if you're thinking like, wow, I felt like shit about that hookup. That is a good thing to I me. Can't, it's called I think the word's called demisexual or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I can't literally have sex with somebody and enjoy it unless there's a connection with them. Mm -hmm. I feel connections are so important, mm -hmm. especially in savage relationship, not just physical, mental, and emotional. You could be the hottest thing in the world, but if you literally have shit for brains, I am not talking to you. If you literally are the rudest, ignorant person I ever met in my life and you literally are a goddess who was sent to, for me to marry, I'm pretty much taking death. I'm sorry, like, personality is so much sexier to me than what you look or what you wear or what you have on. Like that doesn't mean nothing. I'm not, I don't like that. I've dated, a, I've dated girls and I told them like, if you want me to be honest with you out of all the girls I've dated physically, she's the most attractive personality wise, realness and actually being a, a considerable human being. That's why I felt for you. Like I saw those attractive qualities in you. I saw those traits. And that's why I sat there and chose you. I would choose you over her any day. Now, I just don't choose any of them because they all trifling little bitches. But we're going to move past that. We don't need another trigger point. <laughs> I'm so happy you used the word trifling just now because I love that word. Oh. Just trifling little bitches. But towards the end of my segments, I do like every, like even for Rise of the Nerds and um, the Virgo's Verdict, I like to play a little game. We switch it up. We'll do. Um, one gotta go where we pick three or four things that the person like would be into like or for the topic like we did um review for captain uh for shazam mm -hmm. so one of the things we did i was like pick your top five superheroes that you would want on your team 
only rule is you can't pick Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman because those are cheating. They're like, mm-hmm. that's like cheat codes right there. <laughs> yeah, facts. We actually had some great, like, we chose some great heroes, and then we did one where um chose in the Marvel Universe, the Marvel girls you would wife up in a cinematic universe. And it, they don't have to be a superhero. They can be a supporting character, uh, mother of the character, like anybody. I'm mad I didn't pick Aunt May for the new Spider-Man Homecoming because, like, Aunt May, I'm like, she's getting younger and younger. I'm like, <laughs> hey, Aunt May, how you doing? Mm. Go ahead, Peter. Go, go swing the web somewhere else. <laughs> but we do that. And then the four, well, uh, one got to go. Um, I got this, actually, the idea from another podcast that I, I love to death. And I kind of incorporated in Matt where you choose four different, uh, you choose topic. One of the things they did, um, actually, we'll do a sample of that. What are like music, games, like, so, like actors, actress? Like, what do you like? Oh man! So like, I'll give you my top. F- I'll say f- top five rappers. Even though I could go on and on and on about rappers. We're do it to like four though. Just to- okay. Four. All right. Top four. Number one, Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Don't play with me. <laughs> Number two is Kanye. I don't give a fuck if he's an asshole. He's a great rapper. Three. Tupac, probably. Okay. And I know I just said that Kanye is better than Tupac, and you can you can like unfollow me IRL, whatever you want to do. Kanye's better. Um, <laughs> uh, what am I at? Four, number four. You're on four. Oh man. Hmm. Hmm. I'll say Biggie. Biggie. Okay. Because he just has to be there. All right. I should have put Biggie and Pachman in there, but that's fine. Now, you only allowed to save three, and one has to go. And if one goes, you can never listen to anything they worked on, produce, ever again. All their work is gone. Mm. Now, remember, Kanye, he did produce for a lot of other people, too. So their music, too, is gone. You can never yeah. listen to it again. So who's the first one you're saving? Kendrick. A thousand percent gotta save Kendrick. Um, This man was given... Didn't he win a Nobel Prize? He was given, like... He's he's just doing real life stuff. Like, he has really changed the game. Like, like no one else has. And Kanye has produced, like you said, he produced... I think he produced for the Black Eyed Peas. Like, I love the Black Eyed Peas. Like, I can't live without that. I'm assuming Kanye's number two. Kanye's number two. So, which one has to go? Biggie or Tupac? You're already fucked up as a... I'm f- you're in, I am. I really you're am. You're in a ditch right now. I really the am. The fact that you put Biggie and Tupac... Well, you did put Biggie and Tupac on your list. Yeah. And they're not even being saved at this point. So, and you sat there and just said Kanye was better than all my Tupac. So, I can't... As, and as a black man for the culture, I can't save you. I can't say no, disagree... I have to, like, you know, I can't. But who are you saving? Who, I'm, who are you getting rid of and why? I gotta save Tupac because he influenced Kendrick. And Biggie gotta go. Biggie gotta go. So everything Biggie did, every from Juice. Oof. I know. You know you live on the East Coast, right? I know. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my to my New Yorkers. I'm sorry, Gene. I'm sorry, everybody. Listen, it's, it's fine. Like I, I do listen to rap, but I'm not heavy on rap. Hmm. We did uh one example. I'll give you a quick example. We did we one of my guests. We did he did top three female singers. He chose be I said Beyonce, Alicia Keys, and Maya. Are you familiar with Maya? Mm-hmm. Okay, one of them got to go on all their work. He immediately picked Beyonce. I was like, you can't because, you know, the beehive will come at you. Mm-hmm. The beehive, you don't joke with the beehive. The agency. Exactly. <laughs> then his second choice, he chose, he's like, I'm going to save mine and let Alicia Keys go. I felt some type of way. Now, honestly, I was tricked with this because I honestly did want to get rid of Beyonce. The reason for it, the reason is not because I don't like Beyonce and her music because she stands for a lot too and she does a lot. But at the same time, I could live without the Beehive. That's my only downfall. Mm. Beehive killed Carrie Hilson's career. Mm. You'd be like, Carrie Hilson, who's that? Exactly. Beehive took care of that. Beehive will destroy you. It is serious. If you out there, like, I could live without. And Alicia Keys, like, I love her music. Like, that was just some, ooh, especially the one she did with Usher. Started when we were younger, you were my high. 
even yeah oh i was feeling that we need to do karaoke one day <laughs> just get a bunch of us and do karaoke i have a podcast on a karaoke night <laughs> you're you're lucky i even finished that line because i do not sing i you could have a gun to my head and say sing and i there's a chance that i will not but yeah that's the games we like to play we like to end it on that i do a little promotions here and there like shout out other podcasts you know shout out other people who actually help me out with that and like bring up different topics and the one thing I would like to say for my podcast and as well as Katie's podcast too, if she posts anything about wanting to hear from you guys, we appreciate the likes. We appreciate the loves. We appreciate the shares. But you know what we're really looking for? We're looking for them comments. We want to see what you guys want because we do this because we love doing it. We also want to hear from you guys and actually get your thoughts out there and let us know how you feel so we can talk, speak on it. So this way you have a voice as well. I would love for you guys to give me crazy topics. Like, I, if you give me the craziest topic, I'll do it. If you ask me to do a crazy video, if I get 100 something likes, I'll do those like videos if you want. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm for the people. I'm mm -hmm. down for the fans. Mm -hmm. Like, let it happen. I'm pretty sure Katie do it too. It's like, if I get 100 Absolutely. likes on this, I'll I'll do a backflip. <laughs> She's not doing a backflip. <laughs> break my neck. <laughs> like, I'm like, I shoot, if I freaking want, I'll literally do a split in the middle of the mall if I get like 100 likes. I don't care. Like, I will do it for the fans. Like, you guys actually are the ones who are going to help me do this. Like, I do this for everyone else. I do it for me and I do it for you guys because you want to hear it. And a lot of people who I talk to want to do this. But I do want to say one more segment that I would love Katie to come back on is I do topics with Virgos, my fellow Virgos. So we don't just have one verdict. We can do a second verdict. And since she was so dope, it's like, oh, my God, this is dope. Let's do it. We're going to do an episode with Katie and I will be live streaming this on my Virgo Verdict Facebook account and we will sit down, talk, and then you guys give us topics. We'll talk about it. I'll tag her in it and we will get to it and give us you got, give us our honest, real, and raw feelings towards it. And if you have questions during the live stream, we'll do it. Enough said. And that's honest, real, and raw exactly. to all of you guys. <laughs> so thank you, Gene. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in. And make sure you tune in to Rise of the Nerds and Virgo's Verdict, which I will be appearing on an episode of. And we're going to live stream that. So make sure you tune in for that. And you will hear it from us, Virgos. And thank you once again, Gene. Bees up! Thank you so much, Katie. Make sure you guys follow her on her YouTube page. What? Do you have any other social media outlets? Uh, Odd Twin on everything. <laughs> All right. So also, if you do want to follow her, it's Odd Twin from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I'm assuming Snapchat. Oh, yeah. If you want to follow Rise of the Nerds, it's pretty much Rise of the Nerds on Facebook, on Instagram as well. And then for the Twitter page, you can go at Nerds Rise. For the Virgo Verdict, there's only a Facebook page out there as well. So all you have to do is the Virgo's Verdict. And you can catch the spot, uh, the switch called live streams for the Rise of Nerds on Spotify, Google's account, uh, and other ones. And we are just doing anchor for the podcast for the Virgo's Verdict. Guys, this has been awesome. Katie, thank you so much. It's great seeing you. Thank you, Gene. And thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace.